Chapter Four of the Complete Works of Artemus Ward, Part Two, War, by Charles Farrar Brown. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Four, The War Fever in Baldinsville. As soon as I recuperated my fiscal system, I went over into the village. The peasantry was glad to see me. The schoolmaster said it was cheering to see that gigantic intellect among them once more. That's what he called me. I like the schoolmaster, and I always send him to backer when I'm off on a traveling campaign. Besides, he is a very sensible man. Such men should be encouraged. They don't get news very fast in Baldinsville. There's nothing but a plank road runs in there twice a week, and that's very much out of repair. So my neighbors wasn't much posted up in regard to the wars. Squire Baxter said he'd voted the Democratic ticket for going on forty year, and the war was a damn black Republican lie. Joe Stackpole, who kills hogs for the squire and has a powerful muscle into his arms, said he'd bet five dollars he could lick the crisis in a fair stand-up fight if he wouldn't draw a knife on him. So it went. Some was for war and some was for peace. The schoolmaster, however, said the slave oligarchy must cower at the feet of the North ere a year had flowed by or pass over his dead corpse. Esto perpetua, he added, and sine qua non also, said I, sternly, wishing to make an impression unto the villagers. Requiescat in pace, said the schoolmaster. Too true, too true, I answered. It's a scandalous fact. The newspapers got along at last chock full of war, and the patriotic fever fairly burst out in Baldinsville. Squire Baxter said he didn't believe in coercion, not one of them, and could prove by a file of Eagles of Liberty in his garret that it was all a Whig lie, got up to raise the price of whiskey and destroy our other liberties. But the old squire got pretty riley when he heard how the ribbles was cutting up, and he said he reckoned he would scour up his old musket and do a little square fightin' for the old flag, which had allers been on the ticket he'd voted, and he was too old to bolt now. The squire is all right at heart, but it takes longer for him to fill his venerable biler with steam than it used to when he was young and frisky. As I previously informed you, I am captain of the Baldinsville's company. I riz gradually but majestically from drummer's secretary to my present position but I found the ranks weren't full by no means, and commenced for to recruit. Having noticed a general desire on the part of young men who are into the crisis to wear epaulets, I determined to have my company composed exclusively of officers, everybody to rank as Brigadier General. The following was among the various questions which I put to recruits. Do you know a masked battery from a hunk of gingerbread? Do you know a epaulet from a piece of chalk? If I trust you with a real gun, how many men of your own company do you expect you can manage to kill during the war? Have you ever heard of General Price of Missouri, and can you avoid similar accidents in case of a battle? Have you ever had the measles, and if so, how many? How are you now? Show me your tongue, etc., etc., some of the questions was sarcastical. The company filled up rapid, and last Sunday we went to the meeting house in full uniform. I had a serious time getting into my military harness, as it was built for me many years ago. But I finally
finally got inside of it, though it fitted me pretty close. Howsoever, once into it, I looked fine. In fact, all inspiring. Do you know me, Mrs. Ward? said I, walking into the kitchen. No, you, you old fool, of course I do. I saw at once she did. I started for the meetin' house, and I'm afraid I tried to walk too straight, for I come very near fallin' over backwards, and in attempting to recover myself, my sword got mixed up with my legs, and I fell in among a choice collection of young ladies, who was standin' near the church door, seein' the soldier boys come up. My cocked hat fell off, and somehow my coat-tails got twisted round my neck. The young ladies put their handkerchiefs to their mouths and remarked, tee-hee, while my ancient female single friend, Sarry Peasley, bust out in a loud laugh. She exercised her mouth so violently that her new false teeth fell out onto the ground. Miss Peasley, said I, getting up and dusting myself, you must be more careful with them store teeth of yourn or you'll have to gum it again. Methinks I had her. I'd been to work hard all the week, and I felt rather snoozy. I'm afraid I did get half asleep, for on hearing the minister ask, Why was man made to mourn? I said, I give it up, having a vague idea that it was a condrum. It was an unfortunate remark, for the whole meeting house looked at me with mingled surprise and indignation. I was about rising to a pint of order when it suddenly occurred to me where I was, and I kept my seat blushing like the red, red rose, so to speak. The next morning I rose with the lark. N.B. I don't sleep with the lark, though. A joke. My little daughter was executing ballads, accompanying herself with the accordion, and she wished me to linger and hear her sing. Hark, I hear a angel singing. A angel now is on to the wing. Yeah, let him fly, my child, said I, a-buckling on my armor. I must forth to my biz. We are progressing pretty well with our drill. As all air commandin' officers, there ain't no jealousy. And as we air all exceedin' smart, it tain't worth while to try to outstrip each other. The idea of a company composed exclusively of commanders-in-chief originated, I suppose I scarcely need say, in these brains. Considered as an idea, I flatter myself it is pretty hefty. We've got all the tactics at our tongue's end, but what we particularly excel in is resting muskets. We can rest muskets with anybody. Our corpse will do its duty. We go to the aid of Columbia. We fight for the stars. We'll be chopped into sausage meat before we'll exhibit our coat-tails to the foe. We'll fight till there's nothing left of us but our little toes, and even they shall defiantly wiggle. Ever of thee, A. Ward End of chapter 4